Hey there, and welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Visit us online at pathtozion.com or send us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Good day. Very curious how things are in your household, in your city. And most importantly, friend, how, how are things in your heart? I'm driving out this morning. It's early. It's quiet. It's dark. And I just have some things on my heart, and, and I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble knowing where to land in, in regards to specifically recording something. And so I just want to, I want to just extend a little peek into my heart, into my thoughts. Because everything else is just a little bit too big to tackle right now. <laughs> everything else is just a little bit too much to properly divulge in a 30-minute recording, or even presently in a, in a multi-part series. I started what I'll just call a study yesterday that I would like to say the Lord led me to, that I'm hoping to gain some more insight on today and hope, hopefully get some, get some revelation into it and record that I would really like that to get on in the next day or two but I just don't know I just feel this compulsion to be a man of prayer to commune with the Father to hear what the Spirit is saying you know let me just let me just kind of share a few things from my personal life because friends, everybody, everybody's got different experiences, different responses, different circumstances entirely. I mean, there are people listening to this broadcast in other countries. There are people listening to this in the United States in metropolitan areas. There are perhaps people who don't even believe in Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. They don't even believe in a God. And listen, this message is broad today. I feel like the next few moments will be very will be a very broad net. And so please listen, no matter where you are, no matter how you're responding to the present conditions of this world, no matter what you're thinking, no matter whether or not you are riddled with fear or if you are so boldly confident that like this doesn't even matter to you. And of course, everyone else will land somewhere in between. But I just want to give you a little perspective into my own experience presently seated right now. You know, it's interesting where we live. We live in the, 
in a very remote area, very quiet, very disconnected. We moved there years ago to purposely get away, to flee the city, to be simple, to live, as I say often, with very minimal means, very few financial demands, and a literal disconnect from the city, from the world. And it's been very interesting, and, and I want to divulge this much more, I think, in more detail in um, episodes to come. But as I pray into that reality and, and just the, the complexities of this calendar year for me and my household, it's very, very, very intriguing. Because we came out of the world literally, spiritual and literal, natural, and we did that for several years, and then everything in our lives changed. If you followed this podcast at all, or of course, if you know us personally, you know our testimony, you know our story. Because of all things, at the beginning of this calendar year, actually a little bit at the end, I want to say maybe November, December, the Lord sent us out, told us to go to the city. We thought we were moving and trying to find out what the Lord was saying. I, I was searching myself. All right, well, God, are you asking us to move back? I don't understand. Why would you want us to move back? I know you called us out. No way, no how am I confused about that or did I misunderstand something that, that you were saying, oh God? And so we, in measure, went back in, joined ourselves with, to us, a large congregation of people, helped out a little bit with a homeless bus ministry, met people on the street. I hadn't done that in years and years. Met with people, meeting with people, <laughs> to have coffee and talk about the word of my testimony, to hear the word of theirs. Meeting with pastors, walking up into churches and saying, hey, is there somebody here I can talk to about the kingdom? Meeting with pastors for coffee that I've never known and never met who, who have approached my table when I'm, when I'm meeting another brother at coffee in the city for coffee, and we have our Bibles out, and we're talking openly about the Word of God and what it means to be a follower of the Messiah. And a man walks back and forth by my table five times and, and eventually stops and says, I'm intrigued at what you're saying. I'm open for conversation. And then we get together and we talk for a couple hours about the kingdom. So there has been a going out, a returning in measure, a broadening, receiving the rod of correction from the Father about how 
in my effort to be out and removed, I went too far. Too far removed. Fulfilled and accomplished the purpose of the season of my life and my household and others in a season, in a marked season, many, many, many things established, changed, redeemed, and set into place. And so we've been going out, and then all of this this virus situation descends upon the earth. As we go into the city, as I drive into the city right now, that's where I'm going right this moment. I'm leaving my house to drive over an hour to go into a heavy, heavily populated area on purpose to meet with brothers to talk and pray. Well, what are we doing? What are we doing, friends? And here's where I want to go with this, and I feel like this is right. And may the Lord correct me, and I'll just pull the plug and change the topic if necessary. I am not a political person. Again, if you listen to any of these podcast episodes, you know I don't find any comfort in the governments of men. None. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, none of it. I mean zero. They are all the same, friend. They are all the same, and they are all overseen and run and govern themselves by a higher power. And I'm not talking just about the rulers of the air. I'm talking about men influenced by the principalities and powers, and they are themselves governing authorities that hold every political move in this nation in their grasp. I wish people would at least give attention to that being possible. Everything else is a mere distraction to to what? To divide you. This is not, as I said in that Freedom and Liberty series back in July, this is not a United States of America. This is not a United States, friend. We are not united. <laughs> Look it up in the dictionary and then ask yourself, is that this nation? And so right now, those in positions of authority are beginning to come down and tell the American people what to do. You can't gather. If you've got more than 50, if you've got more than 10, I believe in some states it was originally 100. And friends, it's going to, get, it's going to increase. The control is going to increase, I believe. This is no hypersensitive, you know, super emotionalism driven rant. I'm just saying I believe this is going to be fact. And so what I'm saying is to anyone who would be willing to listen is what are you going to do? What will you do? I mean, has anyone in their life ever heard these words? What is it? Social distancing? Have you ever heard that before, friend? Where did that come from? Where do these things originate? Social distancing. And I see, again, here we are, humanity. I see two extremes. 
I see the people on one side saying, we have to do this. This is for the good of humanity. If you love your neighbor, stay home and lock your door. Don't go out. Or, primarily, the, the gun-wielding, rights-wielding, patriotic Christian American is saying, I'm going to do whatever I want. Nobody's telling me what to do. I know my rights. I know the Constitution. Well, friend, here's the reality. And if this is what is true, may it, may it remain. And if it's not, may it just burn up and disintegrate right here in your ear and you don't even think about it again. I am convinced personally, for me now, the constitutional rights here in America, and I have said this for 15 years, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. I have been saying for at least 12 years, 12 years ago, my wife and I spent, man, a year looking into the origins of this nation, the founding of the nation. And what I believe, and I'm not even going to crack that open, what I believe the origination and purpose of this nation truly was, and you won't find it in your history books, that's for sure. You're, you will be taught wholesome, holy, well-intended men who just somehow wanted to create a nation to exalt God. I don't believe that personally. That's just me. I'd love a conversation with anyone, but that's sure not for here. That's not what I'm about here. This is rediscovering the ancient way. Well, what's the ancient way? Mankind has been given laws. Mankind has been given ordinances. Not American laws, not American constitutions now. God instituted Yahweh-given laws and commands governing rule and reign. A government that descended from heaven from the perfect creator for his creation. Something that supersedes mere natural law. And friends, I'm just telling you, I'm convinced your constitutional rights, they will not mean anything in the face of a crisis. I think we are seeing that front and center in extremely alarming speed, with great speed. Listen to the rhetoric, and I again, I still am listening to very little. I'll give myself maybe 10 minutes a day to get caught up on what the, the major headlines are. And that's it. That's more than enough. I'll be influenced too if I'm not careful, and I'm not going to give room for that. I'm not going to give my ear and my attention to the broadcasts of the world. I'm not going to. I'm vulnerable, and I believe you are as well. So be wise with what you take in and in what measure. But I do believe, as we're seeing already now, your constitutional rights, when, when an event happens, they will go out the window, friend. We have to make executive changes. We have to, what's the word you hear right now all the time? Unprecedented. We have to take, quote, unprecedented action. We have to override laws. We have to override your freedoms. 
We have to override all of these things that are in place. Why? Air quotes, for your good. It's all for your good. And I'm telling you, if we lower our thinking to be natural man and continue to make this a Republican-Democrat issue, friend, you will be deceived. I'm, I'm telling you that. I feel like that is absolute truth with a capital T. Listen, y'all, we may be entering the season where even the elect will be led astray. Do you realize that could be you? Does patriotic Christian America realize that they, in fact, could be led astray by the very doctrine and nationalism that they hold so tightly to? It is very possible. I could very easily be led astray right now. I'm not ignorant. I could be led astray right now if I plugged into the world, consumed media, picked sides, and stood up for my rights. I will be led astray. I'm convinced of that. Friends, Yahweh God is a holy mountain. He is a dwelling place. The righteous will run into him in this hour. They won't run into the Constitution. They won't run into their freedoms. They won't run into their rights. You know what I did? I surrendered my rights when I went into the Messiah. When I was born again, when I was regenerated and given a heart of flesh and my heart of stone that was worldly and natural and carnal and full of lust, when I exchanged that and offered it to Yeshua Messiah and He took it and He gave me a heart of flesh, I was changed. And then I was born of the Spirit. I pray in another language. I am moved by the Spirit. I'm blown about like a vessel on the sea by what the Spirit says to do. And I was born of the water. I was not merely wet. I was not just dunked by Pastor Jim. I was born of the water. And it promises me something that I joined into his death. I joined into the death of the victorious Messiah. My Redeemer, my Rescuer, Deliverer, Sympathetic, High Priest. I died with him. I joined into him literally. And it's what? The Scripture tells us it is an appeal to God for a clear conscience. Friend, is your conscience clear? Have you been born of the water so that you can come to your creator God with a clear conscience? I believe, I believe some pools are going to be getting filled soon outside of gatherings. And I don't mean church gatherings. Oh, Lord, may it happen there. But what do we do? Here we are. What if they say no? What if the government says, hey, what if the Republican government says, churches, you have got to close your doors? Friend, what will you do then? That's what I was praying into just 30 minutes ago. What then? Lord, what will the church do then? Because I want to know what to tell the church when that happens. I want to be the voice that says, you know what? I knew this was coming. This is what the Lord said. 
This is what's right. Well, how can any one of us do that? Because we're so highly exalted and we're on a direct phone connection with the Father? No, because the Lord promised us in his word he will do nothing without first announcing it to his prophets. He will do nothing without declaring it to his people. Are you positioned to be not ones who respond, but ones who tell? Are you prepared to be one who merely responds to what you're told and hope for the best that it's right? Or are you walking in discernment? Are you walking in discernment? Are you walking testing the spirits of every man? Of what you hear? Of what you watch? Of what you're told in this hour? I believe it's going to happen, but I believe it probably is going to look very unstructured. And I don't know where we are. This may be gone in a week. I don't know. I wrestled with saying I pray that it is because that's not my prayer. My prayer is that the will of the Lord would prevail. My prayer is that the kingdom would come onto the earth. And I'm going to talk about this in greater measure at another time, but this has been the dilemma, and I'll I'll, I'll throw this out there, and then I'll wrap this episode up for today. I've had people text me. I've had people reach out to me in different ways. I've had, obviously, endless opportunities to tell people just my vantage point, my view of where we are in this hour. I have, have, I, I have of course, had people say, well, and I've seen it online, of course, in the Christian circles of life, well, if we do these things, this will leave. I had a dream, I had a vision that if we do this, this sickness will go. I'm not opposing that in any way. I don't know if that's true. I, I would never in any way say that what someone else has heard the Lord say is wrong. That is not my place. I could very well be the one who's wrong. But when I, when I try to go there personally, I always come back to the place of Lord, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm trying to sway your will. I feel like I'm trying to sway your will. Now we can go to scriptures about how men prayed and God stayed his hand. I do do that. But I think there's something specific within this that we have to be careful we know what we're doing. We have to be discerning even towards ourselves in our prayers. We're not trying to manipulate God now. And here's my thing, and again, I'll, I'll try to wrap this one up. I feel like I know what's prophesied in Scripture. And again, I'm going to maybe go into this in greater detail in the future. But I feel like I know just enough to know what will come to every kingdom and every nation on the earth. Prophesied. Every kingdom of the earth will fall. Every nation will fall before that great and terrible day. Right? We know that. And so I feel like 
And this is a conversation and even prayer time I've had with my wife over this specifically. I feel like for me personally, if I am praying away God's hand, if I'm hoping and believing in faith that this illness, should it even be real now, let's be wise, that it would just go away. Well, what am I really saying? And this is just my heart. And your, your heart may be completely different. It may be clear. That's fine. For me, I can't find a place of clarity to pray that prayer rightly because I know what's coming. I know what has to come to fulfill the coming of my Messiah. And I can't out of one side of my mouth say, Oh, come Lord Jesus. Yeshua Messiah, come and receive your bride. Come. Come, O great King. Establish your kingdom. Knowing what has to come first and then resisting it. Do you know what I'm saying? My heart's posture is, come, Messiah, come. Well, I know what has to happen before that happens. I know it. People have to be drawn to their need. People have to be moved. People have to be shaken. It is fact. And so, in my own heart, I can't pray that prayer. Oh God, let it go away. Oh God, even all the verses we quote about humble ourselves, pray, heal our land. I know all those verses. I know that. But do we just pick that up and apply it to everything without any thought or prayer or intercession towards it? What about the glory of God? What about the glory of God in calamity? What about the glory of God being demonstrated in his people? Why? Because it's absolutely necessary for a change. Because his people are waking up. Because the nations are hurting and they need something beyond themselves. That is the glory of God beginning to move in to a place where previously he was not even needed. So people think. And lastly, I felt like if I do that, Am I really saying in my heart, now let's be honest, right? Let's really examine our hearts and be absolutely honest. Am I in any way saying I would rather this calamity come after I'm gone? I know it's coming. I know a shaking is coming. Yes and amen times a million. I know it's coming. I know the word of God just enough to know that in fact will come to the earth. A great shaking. A falling away, an awakening, all these prophesied events. I know it. Well, then why would I not want it now here in my age? Why would I rather that come to my son? Why would I rather that fall on the generational lineage of my heritage instead of on me? Listen, friends, in a rightful spiritual man way, Lord, may it come to me. I'm ready. May it come to my household. We're ready. We know you, God. Be exalted. Be glorified, O great King. In my life, right now. Does my flesh man wish it would come in a thousand years? You had better believe it. 
My wife and I cried three nights ago, two nights ago. She was weeping. What if I don't get to see my son grow up, Joel? What if this is really, what if it really is entering the end of days, Joel? What, what if? Then so be it. Then so be it, right? Again, I'm not trying to make this hyper-emotional. I don't think it's necessary. I'm just saying, what if? If it's gone in a month, then yes and amen. We continue building the kingdom. If it's exposed, the whole thing was a ridiculous, fabricated lie, yes and amen, we preach the kingdom. If thousands and thousands of people die, I preach the kingdom. Because either way, friends, it's right here. Either way, it is right on the other side of this moment. I think it's time for men who stand up as spiritual watchmen on the wall and say, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this, God. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to see your will be done. I want to see it on earth as in heaven in my day. However you, however you orchestrate it, oh great king, however you make it happen, bring it about, oh God. So may the Lord's will prevail. Again, I don't know where this is going. I don't need to know. But I know my I know my life is secure. I know I'm, I'm firm in him. I know it. Friend, are you secure? Are you established in him? Are you established in him? Are you established in him? I'm telling you right now, as soberly as I know how, your Republican position in the Constitution of this nation as great as it is, will mean very little in hours to come, in ages to come, if not hours. Your earthly status, your position, your strength, your armory, your ability to defend yourself and to stand up for what you say you have the right to do, friends, it will mean very little, if nothing at all. Whenever the age changes over, to the end. Again, I, I'm not trying to make this super spiritual. I don't believe I am. Put it before the Lord. If you know him, ask him. Is what this guy's saying true or has he lost his mind, God? But listen, don't filter it through your lens of, of natural understanding. Ask God himself as a spiritual man. And friend, if you don't know your position and your place, this isn't some altar call. This is real life. You need to know. You need to know the Creator because, listen, He is the only one unshakable. I'm not unshakable. I'm not unmovable. That's why I have to run into Him, my holy mountain. I will be saved there. I will be safe. I will be delivered. Not... Not spared troubles and trials now. We don't even need to open that up, do we? I will be in the unshakable king. So may the Lord's way prevail.
May we not fight against it. May we not miss it. May we not be elect our whole lives and then be deceived in the end. Friends, be diligent, be sober. Oh, Lord, do I have to say this again? Turn off your television. Turn it off. Sit in the quiet. Study the scriptures like you've never studied before. I believe that will be part of it. I think they're going to start jumping off the pages. Revelation for anyone who would listen. Not just merely read it now. I mean ingest it as a spiritual man. So friends, be encouraged. Be an encourager. Lift our eyes. There is a redeemer. He is our source. Amen.